order of prayer right now before we come in. Before we pray. It's good to have uh, it's good to have Bubba and them back. And I'm going to ask Bubba if you don't mind when you pray for me. Dear Lord, thank you for this study and thank you for all the wonderful blessings you give us, Lord. We're so thankful to be back in your house this morning, Lord. Just take care of us. And Lord, lead God and direct us in this service. And uh, we love you. With everything we have, Lord, we love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. It's so good to be here this morning. Good singing. I love hearing my folks sing out. Uh, let's look at one right here. Let's go have some bass lead right here. We got some good guys singing. Look at page 219. I'm winging my way. I'm winging my way.
uh, your green uh, celebration hymnal and uh, look to page 520. <laughs> page 520. We'll change books right here. Just do a song right here. 520. This is a request by Sister Patsy. The longer I serve him.
This morning as I uh, run to town and back, I just, and seeing the sign and hearing the lesson today, uh, you know, we we serve a God that's not limited. Amen. And He can do anything. Amen. And uh, I love, I think part of the reason I love that uh, a verse that uh, Brother Mitchell put on the sign this week is, I've got a, I've got a sign in my office that's over on the wall where I can see it, it says, with God, nothing is impossible. Uh, because uh, uh, it's amazing what He can do and how He reveals Himself when we're at the end of what we can do and when doctors are at the end of what they can do. When anybody else is at the end of what they can do, then we're ready to see what God can do. And He can do anything. Thank <laughs> you. 
St. Mark in the 12th chapter. I've got um, uh, a few verses here that I'd like to read uh, to us today and maybe testify just for a few minutes uh, uh, on uh, a subject. And uh, I want to encourage you today, if you're here and you're just not where you need to be with God, if you're, if you're just... Um, those of us that's been saved, we know what it's like to be in the fellowship of God, and we know also what it's like, or I'm speaking for myself, I guess, we know what it's like uh, to, to, to be backslid or be, I feel like we're kind of alienated from Him today. So whatever the need is in your life, and certainly if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, uh, as your Savior today, no matter how old you are, no matter if your name's on a church book or, or whatever, uh, uh, if, if, if you feel the Lord tugging you to come and accept, uh, to accept Him into your heart today, certainly do that while there's time and, and opportunity. And uh, I want to uh, stress again that the altar is always open. Uh, at any time that you need to pray, it's, uh, and it's a uh, uh, mourner's bench and it'd be a place for repentance and just a place to get closer to God whatever that you need uh, uh, he's the great physician today he has the answer to whatever else you uh, today but in the 12th chapter of St. Mark I want to begin reading with about the 20, uh, 28th verse and it said and one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? This is the scribe asking Jesus this. And it says, Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, there is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart and with all understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now this was kind of unusual coming from a scribe to say this. <clears throat> and when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly he said unto him Thou art, not far, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. No man after that durst ask him any questions. And, and uh, I'd like to preach on the thought today of being real close. And I want you to think about that uh, just for a little bit. And, uh, 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 and I want you to think about how this scribe uh, addressed Jesus and asked this question. And, uh, but leading up to this in the previous chapter, uh, we see that the chief priests and the scribes and the elders, and this was during the time where Jesus was being bombarded uh, by different sects of the Jews uh, that were coming to him and trying to uh, pin him in a corner or trying to get him to say something uh, that he didn't mean. Uh, uh, in other words, I guess 
just trying to get him to stumble and hang himself. And, and so uh, prior to this, in the, the, the chapter prior to this, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders, uh, uh, they came and uh, asked Jesus, said, uh, who gives you this authority to do the things uh, that you do? And uh, uh, Jesus came right back at them and, and he said, I'll also ask you a question uh, and answer me. If you will, I'll tell you by what authority I do these things. Jesus asked him this, said the baptism of John, the baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? Now this put these scribes and elders into a little bit of a dilemma because they knew that they said that if it was of God, then Jesus was going to say, then why didn't you believe? And then again, they knew that they, if they said that it was of men, that the people were going to turn on them because they had a lot of confidence and believed that John the Baptist was a prophet. Amen. And so uh, instead, of, instead of Jesus uh, being pinned in a corner, <laughs> he turned it right around and these that asked him this question found their self with no answer. But uh, what amazes me is when Jesus told them, he said, uh, then neither I tell you by what authority I do these things. Jesus didn't leave them hanging, but he threw out a parable to them out there. And he said, uh, a very familiar parable. And he said, uh, 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 he, he, he talked about a man that planted a, a vineyard. He's still talking to the chief priest and the scribes and elders. And he talked about a man who went and planted a vineyard. He set a hedge upon it. And the Bible said that uh, uh, he, he let husband, husbandmen go out into it to dress it and keep it. And the Bible said that he went into a far country. And at, the, at a certain season, he sent a servant to go and take of the fruit of the vineyard. And we know the story, uh, how that when he sent the servant, uh, the Bible said that uh, uh, they beat him and they sent him away empty. And so, uh, again, uh, uh, the landowner, uh, he sent another servant. The Bible said uh, that they stoned this one and, and, uh, and it sent him away with wounds to his head. And again, uh, he sent more servants and uh, some of them they beat and some of them they killed and some away. And uh, last of all, he said, I'll, surely they'll reverence my son. And uh, he said, I'll send my only son. And the Bible said that uh, when they sent his son over there, that uh, they recognized him to be the heir of the vineyard, and uh, they said uh, they made a pact together. They said, "Let's kill him and do away with him, uh, for he's the heir of the vineyard. And if we do this, it'll all be ours." So you know the story, how that they took and they uh, killed the only have begotten son. And so uh, later on, uh, uh, they they begin to look, and uh, uh, Jesus was. Uh, talking to him said, what should the Lord of the vineyard uh, do? And, and they knew, the uh, scribes and the, uh, uh, the elders, uh, they knew that uh, when Jesus spoke this parable that he was speaking it against them. I'm glad today that uh, with the word of God, I didn't have to ask anybody when the preacher uh, was preaching to me or the word of God was pricking my heart or letting me know what condition I was in. It was the same way with these folks here. When Jesus told them this parable, they knew exactly who the parable 
was being told to. Amen. Amen. Who it was being uh, told about. So Jesus didn't leave them unanswered in that question about how he received the authority uh, that he had. And so uh, then we go uh, just a little bit further and we find here uh, that the Pharisees, that certain of the Pharisees and the Her Herodians uh, came uh, uh, to Jesus here. Now I want you to understand when one group would come and try to uh, pin Jesus down or try to get him to stumble and it didn't work, how they'd go back and they'd send another sect or another group to him and, and try something else. The devil's that way in our lives today. If something doesn't work the first time that he comes to us, uh, you can believe today and understand that Satan, if you miss him for a little while, he's not bothering you. Uh, don't get too comfortable because he's over there thinking about something else that he can come to you with stronger than what he last come to you with. So how the Bible said that these uh, these men came uh, to him and they said, and they hit him with some flattering words to begin with. You see, a lot of times it's when you're trying to uh, get somebody pinned in a corner, you might use some flattering, enticing words with them, and that might work with men, but it don't work with God today. Amen. And the Bible said, they said, Master, we know that thou art a true, uh, true and cares for no man. Thou regardest not the person of man. In other words, what they were saying is, we know you're no respecter of persons. And they said, uh, uh, but, but thou art a person but teacheth the way of God uh, in truth. Amen. So they buttered him up real good when they came to him there. And then they asked him this question. They said, uh, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? And, uh, and they thought they really had him here. Now I want you to understand that the Pharisees were sticklers uh, uh, for the liberty of the Jews. And they knew that if he should say that it is lawful to give tribute to Caesar, uh, then they would turn the common people against him. <coughs> and the Her Herodians were a sect that, that don't believe in, in, in the, uh, the, let me get this right, they were sticklers for Roman power. And if, and if he should discourage paying tribute to Caesar, they would turn the governor against Jesus. Right, right. So what they did here was, was again, uh, tried their best to, to get even, even people, these, uh, these, 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 these Sadducees and Herodians, they weren't in agreement with one another, but they came confederate together against Christ. A lot of times you can have people of the world uh, that don't have a lot to do with one another, but when it comes to standing against God, they'll come together. Amen. I'm sure when you see protesters, uh, amen, uh, about a woman's right uh, 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 in an abortion issue, a lot of these protesters probably don't even know one another and probably have different ideas about other things. But when it comes uh, 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 to standing for what they believe in, they all come together. And it was the same way here with these sects here that came. And, and they asked Jesus, they said, is it right to give tribute to Caesar? No. <laughs> Amen. Before Jesus was quick to give an answer, he asked one of them to bring him a king. And probably somebody had one in their pocket there. It was very convenient. And they gave it to him. 
And he says, what's the inscription on this coin? And they said, Caesar's. Amen. And he looked at them and he said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's. Amen. Amen. So, once again, just in this 11th and 12th chapter, once again, Jesus comes out with flying colors in the times that he was, they were trying to trap him and, and put him in a place that he couldn't, couldn't give an answer. And so then they went back to thinking for a little while, what, we, what can we do? And here comes the Sadducees. Amen. And we know that the Sadducees are those that don't believe in any kind of resurrection, nor do they believe in angels. And so here they come to Jesus. And they go back, way back into Moses, and they tell Jesus, they said, uh, Moses said that uh, uh, if a man die and his wife doesn't have any children, that the brother of the man should marry the wife that she might bear seed unto the brother. And as if Jesus didn't know this already. And, and so they said, uh, here was a man. Now, take you got to understand, these people don't even believe in the resurrection, but they're going to challenge Jesus for the resurrection. And they said, uh, uh, say the man had uh, uh, took the brother uh, uh, as a husband, and they had no children. And then the next brother came along, and they had no children. And all the way to seven brothers. And they never had any children. And then the woman died. At the resurrection, Jesus, which one will be her husband? Man. Well, we've got him now. She had seven. A lot of people worry about what we're going to look like in heaven and who's going to be this in heaven and who's going to be that in heaven. The Bible said that Jesus told them, that in the resurrection there's no marrying or giving in marriage but everyone is like the angels in heaven amen so once again Jesus comes out of this thing he gives a direct answer and he comes out with flying colors and again it leaves all these scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians leaves them scratching their head as to how they can come and get him and what they can do with him. But here it comes down to the verses that I read to you. And it said, And one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, <clears throat> asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Maybe he was asking him, What's the greatest commandment? Maybe not the first in the order that he gave them, but uh, maybe asking him, What's the greatest commandment of all? Jesus not only gave him the great commandment, but gave him the second one to go along with it. Because you have to, if you, if you believe the first and you do the first, you'll also do the second. And I'm going to tell you today, I believe this, that if we'll love the God with all our heart and all our mind, all our strength and all our soul, that all the other commandments will be easy to keep. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. I do. And uh, uh, because if we love Him and we're close to Him, amen, walking in His commandments will be much, much easier than it is when we're alienated from Him today. Amen. And uh, 
And, and this scribe was curious as to what he had said. And he told him here. And, 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 and the Bible said that the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth. Now the others here were trying to flatter Jesus with all these words, but I believe that this scribe himself was fascinated with Jesus. He was fascinated with the answers that he gave. Amen. And the Bible said, uh, uh, and he said, and when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, now I want you to understand he was amongst other scribes and Sadducees and other people here, so he probably didn't answer him real loud, but he answered him discreetly. And 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 for the for the scribe to go as far as to acknowledging that honoring God with, with all these things, he went on a little further and he said that this is all better than the fact sacrifices of whole burnt offerings. Boy, if anybody knew anything about the law and burnt offerings, the scribes did. Amen. They were lawyers and they were intelligent in this stuff. Amen. And they uh, and he told them there, basically told Jesus that we realize if we'll do these things, amen, this is a far better sacrifice to you than all these other things uh, and all these burnt offerings uh, that we could offer. And I thought about the part here where uh, Jesus tells him, and when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Now, it doesn't go any further about telling us whether or not this scribe went all the way with Jesus. I like to think and I like to believe uh, that this scribe became a follower of Jesus. We don't, we don't know, but Jesus uh, said that he's real close uh, to the kingdom of God. We used to play a little old game when I was a kid. And me and my sisters, and we'd try to guess something or where something was, and they'd say, you're cold, you're getting warmer, you're hot. Jesus was letting them know that you're getting real hot, amen. You're real close uh, to being uh, where you need uh, to be, amen. And I'd like to think uh, uh, that he went all the way uh, uh, with the Lord, but if he didn't, amen, uh, there's a lot of people today uh, that get right to the doorstep uh, of salvation. Uh, and, it, and it hurts me. It all makes me, almost makes me cry. I would say this. Uh, but they get right up to the steps uh, of the door. Uh, and some way or another, uh, they never fully uh, go in the door. Uh, they got real close. Uh, and I hope that wasn't the case with this scribe. Uh, I hope uh, uh, that he got what he needed. Uh, but I want to talk to you uh, just for a minute this morning uh, about being real close. Uh, amen today. Uh, I'll begin to think, uh, and Jesus acknowledged him. Uh, in other words, I believe what he was saying is, uh, uh, you're on the right pathway. Uh, what you're saying is true. Uh, amen. Uh, I believe you were just saying now, if you'll acknowledge me as being the true Son of God, as God in the flesh, and accept me, you'll have gone all the way. I'm going to tell you something today. There's a lot of good people 
in this world today. And I appreciate those that try to live by the laws. Amen. And do the right things. And try to raise their children right. And pay their taxes. And all these things. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of them have got right to the doorstep of salvation. They got real close. Amen. And never got it. Amen. That's right. Amen. How sad that is. Some people believe that there's stages of hell for those that got real close to being saved and those that were just wicked and murderers and rapists and all these things. But I got news for you, according to the Word of God, there are no stages in that. Amen. Everyone that, everyone that leaves this walks of that life without knowing the Lord, amen, is in the same place as the murderer or anybody that we consider committed the most vile and awful sin today. And it burdens me to think about, it troubles me how to think about folks that are, are just so close. I've talked to people, amen, and, and you could tell they were getting on the right track and you didn't want to push them. You just wanted to let the Spirit of the Lord I lead them today. I, I remember one time I, I, when the Apostle Paul, I, I was talking to Agrippa, King Agrippa over there, I, and there must have been some power in what Paul was preaching I, because King Agrippa, I, after he got done, I, he said, Paul, they're almost, I'm real close to believing what you're preaching. I'm real close to accepting that in my heart, amen. And Paul encouraged him to go a little further, amen, and accept the Lord Jesus Christ under the terms of the gospel. I'm going to tell you something today. You may be at the doorstep today. I don't know why. But I want to encourage you, and the church wants to encourage you to believe with your whole heart today, to honor him, and believe to the saving of your soul today. Amen. 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 Lord, I, I begin to think about this, and, and I thought about the Bible spoke of a rich young ruler that came to Jesus. Amen. And... Uh, and boy, he was on the right track. If anybody was, that rich young ruler was on the right track. He had been blessed with many possessions, no doubt. And he came to Jesus and he asked an all-important question. We all all ask Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And uh, Jesus looked at him and, and uh, he gave him a list of things there. And uh, the Bible said the ruler looked at Jesus and he said, I've kept all these things from my youth up. I've kept them all. Amen. I'm on the right track. Everything's going good. Amen. And the Bible said that Jesus looked at him and said, One thing thou lackest, he said, Take all that I have and sell it. Amen. And take up thy cross and follow me. Amen. Today I'm going to tell you. Amen. When we're willing to give God everything we have, amen, when hell becomes as real, amen, and the flames of hell we can almost feel, amen, we're willing to give whatever we have, amen. You see, we can't give God anything he don't already have today. The Bible said he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. But what he wants is our life today. He wants us to love him and put him first 
in our life today. And I believe that if the uh, rich young ruler had have done that, he would have not only got close, but he would have got everything God. that he needs. Amen. Today. Real close. Amen. Jesus told the scribe, you're not far. You're not far from the kingdom of God. Amen. Won't you think about that for a little bit? There's a lot of Christians today. Amen. That are just about this close to really having joy in their life. Amen. And it happens. Somebody said, Preacher, when you get saved, are you filled with joy? Amen. I tell you what, that's one of the privileges of knowing Jesus and the free part of sin is the joy and the peace that comes along with it. Uh, but it goes back to the commandments uh, that we got to love Him with all our heart and all our mind and all our strength. Amen. And we must put Him before everything. Amen. And there's a lot of folks that's gotten real close to having the joy down in their heart, amen, that they once had when they got born again. But there's just some little something holding them back today. I want to encourage you, amen, if you've been this close to testify and you just hadn't quite stepped out on faith, let me encourage you today to go all the way with the Lord. Jesus told the scribe, since you're very close, amen, you're close, amen, and you're close, and I want to encourage you today to step out on faith. Amen. 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 I remember a lot of times when the Lord be telling me to testify, and I'd be over there just sweating and weighing it out, and I thought, Lord, I'm not a good speaker, and I'll twist this thing up, and I'll make a mess of it, amen. <laughs> but, but them old saints, they say, just step out on faith with the Lord. <laughs> Let the Lord be your mouth, amen, like he was Moses over there, amen. <laughs> and so uh, uh, when you get up and you just stand up for the Lord, even if it's just to say, I love the Lord, amen. Boy, I've been in some services where a little old young person would get up and say, I just want to say I love the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It just set it on fire. Amen. Or somebody just stand up and say, I'm saved. Amen. I'm going to tell you today, there's a lot of folks that's that close to really having the joy in their heart today. Amen. Amen. The scribe was on the right track. He was close. The kingdom of God was not far away from him. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, where is the kingdom of God? Right here, you're looking at it. Amen. It's in our hearts today. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that he's going to come and he's going to get this kingdom again. One of these days. And we're going home. But close. Close. Amen. I want to encourage you today, if God's got something for you to do, whatever that it is, I've had people say, boy, I almost went to the altar. Or I come that close to joining the church. Got that close. See, when it feels right, that's a good sign that you're on the right track. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking about some carnal feeling. I'm talking about spiritual feeling that it feels right. Amen. Amen. 
I tell you, I'm so glad, Brother Wayne, to be over here. I mean, it feels right right now. Amen. It does. Amen. And, 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 and I, I beg God, I said, Lord, if it's just me, if, if it's just me happy, Lord, get me out of the way. What I want to do, what you would have me to do, it feels so right. Amen. Yes. Amen. It's right. Amen. So, since you're this close, Maybe you need to tell somebody your experience of grace and you've never told it. Maybe you've never confessed it to the church. People may be wondering. You're close. Why don't you go and just make that, make that step? Amen. The Bible said the Ethiopian eunuch down there, he was, he was very curious to find out more about the Lord. And he got to reading his Bible, amen, and he couldn't quite understand it. He was reading over in Isaiah's writing, and, and, and he couldn't even understand whether the writer was talking about himself or some other man or who he was talking about when he was reading over there by the lamb that had gone to the slaughter. Oh, Philip, by the leadership of the Lord, I believe Philip thought, man, it feels right to go down here. God told him to go down there to Gaza. Amen. There'd be a man there in a chariot. Philip went down there. You see, the eunuch was already on the right track. He was willing. He was willing for a change in his life. He was willing for a better understanding. Amen. When, you, when you're on the right track, you're, you're, you're getting there. You're close. And praise God, I'm glad that Philip didn't pick up his Bible there and say, well, we're not going, you're not, you're not deep enough for me to read this to you. I'm going to go somewhere else in the scripture. <laughs> but he took that same scripture. Amen. Philip must have been studied up. <laughs> he took that same scripture and he preached to him Jesus. And by the time Philip got done preaching, that Ethiopian unit realized that that lamb was Jesus Christ that Amen. he was talking about there. Amen. 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 Oh, I won't be baptized. First thing he thought, I won't be baptized. Philip wanted to make sure he's saved. He said, Tell me. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He didn't give no big, long experience of grace. He just said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Boy, he's on the track. He's getting, he's got it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and that same spirit that let him know that he needed Jesus as his Savior, the same spirit that let him know that Jesus is that lamb, amen, that he was reading about, that same spirit led him to unite with the church. <laughs> Philip could have just laid him out and said, good luck. But he said, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? You see, he was close, and he was just getting closer and closer. He said, I want the full joy of the Lord, amen. I believe being part of the church is how you get the full joy of the Lord. I don't believe that church membership gets anybody to heaven, amen. But I'll tell you this, without it, you don't have the full joy of the Lord, amen. amen. And the Bible said that they went over there and Philip 
baptized him, amen, and he came up rejoicing. I can't help but believe that the eunuch went back over there to his people and he was like the woman at the well, just confessing and bragging on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come give us a song. While we're here today, I want you to ask yourself, you're close. You're real close. Amen. Boy, I've seen folks, and I know you have, folks grip the bench that were lost and, and just almost grip the stain off the bench. Close. Real close. Don't let Satan win this battle. Amen. Whatever you need to do, you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. There's no shame in that. Amen. If you need to make a move, amen. God wants you to do that. Whatever that it is that God is bidding you to do, you're close. Go ahead and do it. Amen. Go ahead and sing it. Oh, 392.